It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood back on a beautiful Monday night here in Maryland. Taylor RDT and fresh off a, what are we calling this, three-week, three-and-a-half-week vacation? Vacation yeah, day. Tour de B, yeah, something tour like that. Uh, summer summer banks, some were calling it. The Tour de B, he's back. Um, fellas, this is not a full show, we have to say to the audience. This is a... I would, I would call this like a semi-instant analysis. If you think about our normal Raven shows, we'll come in on a Sunday or a Monday night, whatever it may be, whenever they play, and come on and recap the game. Schedule's not allowing us to do the long pod um, yet, but we're going to try to come back later in the week and get that done with all the segments. We had to come on after what was the most important weekend of the Orioles' season, uh, winning three out of four in Tampa Bay to take over first place in the American League East. They're playing right now. RDT still tied in the top of the ninth as we record, I believe. Yes, Colton Cows are up 0-1 with uh, Gunnar Henderson on third with two outs. But... And... <laughs> All right, they're scoring. Cows are just... <laughs> Schwarber laid out for a ball that he had no... Well, it hit off his glove, so I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> we're mooing. We're mooing. Give us a moo, Banks. Give us a moo. Mm-hmm. That was massive. Sorry. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Three, two Orioles, bottom of the ninth, top of the ninth. Shout out to Mark Ingram. Um, Orioles take the lead. It's It's been going that way, winning close games, figuring out a way to get it done, blowing leads and then winning close games. And winning four, winning three out of four in Tampa in games that honestly all felt like playoff games in terms of the intensity that were played, in terms of how both teams tried to, you know, go all out to win both to win all those games. And you know, it just further proof that this Orioles team is is here to stay and is among the best in baseball. And I think kind of announced themselves to the wider baseball public, um, which is bizarre in a series between <laughs> as Banks falls away. Oh no, no, did, did he drop off? <laughs> Uh, in uh, in a series between the Orioles and the Yankees, or excuse me, the Orioles and the Rays. I don't think anyone in baseball would say that. That's normally like an ALCS preview. Um, but you know, now second in all the power rankings around baseball behind the Braves and RDT. Just a a statement weekend for those guys. What what are your what are your few takeaways from the weekend that was in Tampa? I mean, th- those games, like you said, they were they were playoff series, and that's what I was texting with Brett Hollander and Jeff Arnold this whole weekend. And they were like, the intensity down here is different. It felt, you know, the Rays fans that were down there were great. Um, the the Orioles fans are the traveled. Again, you saw the videos. You saw the Orioles put out some great videos. And you could really hear, like, you could hear the Orioles fans. You could see them. They traveled so well. I was even watching the Barstool Baseball show today. And Hubs was talking about how, like, yeah, you know, it looked like a lot of Orioles fans down there. But Orange sticks out anywhere. And then he goes, and then you heard their noise and you were like oh shit like that's no that's a lot of people like yeah they traveled really well um it was a great showing by everyone this weekend i mean the game they lost was what three nothing i think with you know and kyle bradish was still really good in that game um but man i mean i i that series was one of the more fun series to watch in i i don't i couldn't tell you i mean six years five years since you know going way way back that series was awesome and it had everything it was i mean you had you had like grayson coming out on fire looking awesome you had yeah you know everyone kind of had their big moments but it we have to talk about the gunner series this was his series 
like he was i mean he was just incredible everything it, you know it was plays it was double it was the throws from shortstop it was the the play at third base um the home run that may still be going it was I mean, it was just it was insane it was an awesome series and again i think it showed i mean we talked about it all week leading up to it like hey this could be a big series this is going to be a big series and it turned out i mean again of course it was going to be we knew what it was going to be and it went into it like hey if you could take two and take a split i think you'd be all right with that but to take three out of four and really just just kind of put your, you know, right now they have their foot on their throat. Two-game lead right now. And, again, the Rays look like they don't want to be playing baseball right now. I think you go after yesterday they were 4-14 four and 14 in the month, uh, the worst team in the AL. And, again, the Orioles, we've talked about how, like, oh, May was tough. July is going to be tough, too. I think they were, like, 13-4 and four in July right now. So they're playing awesome baseball, again, at a great time. Thanks. We were talking about it off air. Um you know, I think, what, what do we say? They've made up like eight games on them in July or something like that on the Rays. They've just, they're, 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 they're everything kind of seems to be clicking right now. We also, have, I mean, Felix Bautista in the series was incredible. Just what he does night in and night out is, is so special. Um, he's, I, th- I think he may be the best pitcher in baseball, not just reliever, not just closer, blah, blah, blah. Say what you want. I tweeted it plus 10,000 on the Barstool Sportsbook to win Cy Young. I mean, sprinkle some on that. See you, Banks. Um, sprinkle some on that just to just to have it on there but again i cannot say enough good things about the team after that and again if you're still questioning brandon hyde or the lineup or why does this guy play or why does he put this guy in i don't think you have a leg to stand on anymore with the way that he managed that um keeping bautista in for the 10th in the one game uh again putting him out there every single game except for the one they lost um i you know managed his balls off and and like banks has said in the in the pregame the pre-show was Kevin Cash is the guy who does that too. He is the guy who manages every game like it's game seven. And Brandon Hyde did that. And and again, I think they showed who the better team is. I think the Orioles are by are are easily the team to beat in the AL right now. So and again, this is we're 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 a week away from the trade deadline. So this team could look very different come come, you know, next week. Hopefully another bullpen arm, maybe a middle of the order bat, and uh, you know, maybe a starter. But um I think things are gonna things are gonna have start happening soon and and this is just a really fucking good baseball team with a huge, another m- monumental series coming up this weekend with the Yankees coming into town Friday night baseball or uh, Fox baseball, Saturday night, then ESPN baseball on Sunday night. So it's, it's, if you, if you're not going to the game, you better have a damn good reason. I think you got to get out to these games and pack the yard and, and make it orange and make it loud. So they're just, they're playing really good baseball right now. And it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. It should be kind of a good formula with a, I would say apathetic Yankees fan base that I don't think is going to travel in the similar numbers that they would in a normal situation here and a charged up Orioles fan base that should should fill the stadium. I I would hope they have three crowds over 40,000 this weekend. I I don't see any I don't see any reason why they shouldn't. I I did talk to someone with the team and they said they're expecting either sellouts or very very close to. I told him that I was going to the game Saturday and that was this morning and he said Get your tickets today. Like that's that's the game that we're expecting the most crowd, the biggest crowd. But he said everything should be either, if not you know, sell out very very close. So I I think, I think the fans are doing a good job. And again, I just hope it's a lot of orange and not much not much you know last names on the on the Yankee jerseys. So. Yeah, I I'll be there Friday and Saturday and cannot wait. One one of the things I think you said, and the banks I want to kick it to you now that you've figured out your your situation down there. Um, these were th- like four incredibly close games that any team, any either of the teams could have won. And it was, had, like I said at the beginning, had sort of the intensity of a playoff series. And I think moving forward gives the Orioles 
because there's a high chance they see this Tampa Bay team. First of all, they're going to see them again in the regular season. There's a high chance they see them in the playoffs. And now I think anytime they go to the trap, they're going to, you can, you know, think back to these games and the plays they made down the stretch. Um, you know, some of the great defensive plays they made to, to help seal these games. I mean, the gunner play at third was, was unbelievable. Um, and, and just, it also showed some of their weaknesses. They definitely need to go out and get some bullpen arms, but you got guys as a big situation. I mean, that was a, I mean, you know, he, I'm sure he didn't finish it the way he would have wanted to, but that was a huge start from Grayson um, to, 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 to get out and run kind of in that game. Um, it, it's awesome. They're, they're, they're ready to potentially win the whole thing this year. I think that's, I would hope where the front office kind of is. I know we've the, the overarching narrative about this team throughout has been timeline, timeline, timeline. Are they sticking to some sort of timeline? Are they going to accelerate because of what's happening? I think at this point you have to make moves as if you're putting yourself in a position to be there in the deep part of September and into October and, and, and deep into October. I think, you know, you, you're, you're a team that's gone up, you know, toe to toe with everybody. And what <laughs> RDT, you talked about it, you know, the people that were freaking out that it's like, Oh, well, here's what happens when they play the Dodgers. You play an elite team and the Orioles can't do it. Well, they just went up against the team that started about 105 and got out and ran up front of the entire league and, and went into their place and took three out of four. So, they're they're in a position to to go out and 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 make some moves now. It was just a fun, like you said, it was the most fun series to watch in five to six years. It felt like everybody was watching, not just like the normal diehards, but it felt like you know, you know, friends that I have or whatever, who are maybe a little bit more casual. And I wouldn't call myself the biggest hardcore um, among like the people that are watching every single out of every single game. We're all watching this series and all the games in it. So very very fun stuff. Thanks. Yeah, um, I think <clears throat> Eric made a great point, and I think everybody has the same takeaway that this was like the Gunnar Henderson arrival party. Not that he hasn't done a ton of awesome things the last month and a half or so, but when he hit the the, you call it a triple. It was a triple. He stretched it into a, stri- a triple. I tweeted just the idea that like we watched him kind of spin his wheels for a month and a half. And now he's just straight up commandeering entire series, not just series, but the biggest series in all of baseball. Somebody, I read an ESPN article today and it it very accurately said at the top of the article, like this was the biggest series of the year so far. These are the two best, the the best division in baseball. The Orioles have hunted down the Rays over the past two weeks, chased them down, went into the series with it tied at the top of the standings, depending on how you look at it. And they went in there and they, they, you know, went in there like a banshee quoting Brian Billick. I mean, they, they went in uh, with a spear and, and went out there and, and went in with intensity. I mean, you see Randy, Randy Rosarena just lollygagging out left field and lobbing a ball into third base. And it's just such a, such an alpha commandeer, boss ass play by gunner there to kick things off and it set the tone for that entire game because they had nothing cooking to that point and it set the tone for the entire weekend they had everything rolling from there um you know glasnow was cooking at that point and then he struggles you know he changed the complexity of how the infield was positioned there adley drops one in and then we're off and running um i didn't watch a single pitch of the game friday night and uh for good reason i think that was just a terrific move by taylor and myself yep um there i won yep and uh so all i saw was dominance to be honest i mean i guess we're blowing the five-run lead and i think this is maybe a good 
good part here to pivot towards the whole Brandon Hyde thing. Like I thought he did close to a masterpiece of a job this weekend. He he pushed a lot of the right buttons. There were a couple spots there on that Saturday game where, um, you know, as that lead kind of dwindled and then disappeared, that things looked shaky, but he pushed the right buttons with Frazier leading off that inning and dropping that single in. And um, I mean, there's other points in, in the whole thing too, like just the idea of being in a tie game and um, extra innings and bunting a guy over because you feel so strongly that that ghost runner at second is going to be stranded because you just have an absolute dog in the bullpen. That's going to K everybody. Like that's just such good strategic baseball. And he played, he managed the series as if it was a playoff series. And that's exactly what he did. So I think he deserves a ton of credit. I think that there's been people along the way that have, um, kind of lessened or diminished his accomplishments both last year and this year because it was like, oh, well, he was also the manager of the team when they were bad and didn't have anybody. Now he's got people, and that's the reason they're better. Of course it's the reason they're better. They've got better players, but he's pushing a lot of the right buttons, and you're never going to see a manager go out there and, and have every decision go right. There's percentages at play, and that's just baseball, but I think he's doing – I think he's getting more out of this team than they would otherwise. And there's the run differential that kind of supports that as well. And they're playing great in one run games, close games repeatedly. He's, you know, the bullpen continues to be an issue. I'm sure we'll talk about that, you know, outside of Cano and, and Bautista, but um, I'm assuming that, that we just closed out this game, given what Eric's up to. Um, <laughs> fucking go. Did Suck we... my dick, Philly. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> Go back on mute. Keep rapping. You're going. Oh, there you have it. No, I mean he's just doing a great job, and uh, I don't, I don't think that tonight is any different. And he's he's starting to have to shuffle some things around with this Mullins and now Hicks situation, where he's still plugging in pieces, and he's got some embarrassment of riches. Which I guess, if I want to keep rambling here, one takeaway from this past weekend is that we really have a very nice bench setup. Like we've got guys down the bench that we can use in different situations. Uh, obviously the Ryan O'Hearn thing has just changed his entire complexion of the first base and the platoon situations, but he's got, I mean, he's got Westberg coming off the bench. He's a stick, like all kinds of guys that are useful in various situations. And, you know, we might see some odd men out here soon, which is, you know, looking at you, Jorge Mateo, but um He's, he's got some things to play with. Like, we're not up against it if a guy goes down or, you know, we can mix and match against left-handed, right-handed pitchers in the playoffs. It's an embarrassment of riches, and we've seen it coming for, for miles now. It's just finally here, and we're getting some of that 2014-2012 magic where we're finding these diamonds in the rough that are coming up huge for us. So it just feels like the stars are aligning, and you better – you know, buckle up because at some point there's going to be some rough patches and the Rays are going to punch back and we very well may be, you know, looking up at them again at some point, but it's going to seesaw and it's going to be a great run. It's going to be exciting August, September, and hopefully deep into October. Yeah. I think you guys have both hit on it and that was incredibly fun for me and Banks get a look into RDT's ninth inning routine there where he gave a giant F bomb when the, there was a uh, walk and then celebrated the win. No, I, I, I think you're right. I think Hyde, you know, we, you know, I think, you know, I'm going to pat this podcast on the back. We said for two years, like, don't kill Brandon Hyde. 
Like Brandon Hyde has no players. Brandon Hyde's a guy that seems like he's got everybody bought in, even though they have no players. And, you know, they're the second best team in baseball record wise right now. And yes, they have way more good players. And as you said, Banks, you're going to be better as a manager when you have better players. But they're getting something out of everybody. I mean, you think about the Saturday game. We talk about Gunnar Henderson. You talk about the Stars. Huge double from James McCann. Huge double from the much maligned Jorge Mateo. Yes, he didn't do anything else, but got a big hit there. You come to the, you know, end of the game, and, you know, Brandon Hyde doesn't get caught up in the moment of those guys, you know, having big hits early in the game and makes the right moves to get Frazier in the game and get O'Hearn in the game and not go try to get something more out of a bottom of the lineup that hasn't really produced. But got it done in that one moment. He, you know, give the guy a couple more bullpen arms and he's going to be able to manage his bullpen a little bit more like people would want. They just don't have a ton of reliable options um, and they're going to need some more. So, yeah, I think he's done a fantastic job. You're right. And I, I, I keep thinking about what Spenny is saying. And it's amazing they're doing this while as he has kind of made the point up for, I think, like two months. They continue to like tinker over and over with where guys play and and where they're in the lineup and guys just respond. You know, like tonight they went with that Adley. They give Adley a day of rest that he needs. I'm sure people were freaking out on Twitter that Adley wasn't playing. Adley doesn't play and they figured a way to get it done. It's like I think you have to give this guy a lot of trust until it doesn't happen. Yes, will the postseason be a bigger proving ground for Brandon Hyde and we'll see how he responds? Sure, that's where all these guys end up being judged. But at this point, as a regular season manager, I mean. Is he the favorite for manager of the year at this point? Yes, he has to be. I mean, he has to be. So, you know, <laughs> he he's doing a great job. The, the front office is doing a good job helping him, not only with obviously all the great prospects that have come into this lineup, but they are finding some diamonds in the rough that have helped in a lot of big spots. Um, I, uh, I continually, just like every so often, I think again to myself, like, oh, wait, we might get John Means back at some point. Well, we talked. It's so funny. We talked about this. We talked about literally had the same, that like the same collective thought last week when we were talking. It's like John Means is also just kind of sitting there, and if you can get anything out of him, there's another guy. Like, I just think that you know they they're, they're kind of rolling in every way. Um, you know, you hope that they can figure out some of the bullpen woes and you hope that the innings pitch doesn't kind of creep up on some of these guys that are going to get maxed out more than they have they're gonna have to manage that a little bit but um and you you have a guy like colton kowser who's had some nice moment is still batting under 150 so it's not as if he's really gotten all the way comfortable yet they're still trying to figure out that situation you know how much will they get out of hicks towards the end of the year will he kind of he's just kind of continually come back down to earth as we've gone here um but you get a guy like malcastle back and he gives you a home run tonight and no doubt or to center field um so they're kind of just playing you know it's like next man up every night. It's, you know, every day there's a different star. It's magic for Orioles baseball. I mean, that's kind of really what it is. It's cliche, but that's really continually what's happening um, every night. So and now we're in Otani trade talks. So let, <laughs> let, 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 let it roll. I mean, you guys nailed, nailed everything. And, and I think you were talking about it again. I was kind of in a zone, but. To go in and win this game tonight, three to two, without three of their four all stars. Taylor, you talked about Adley not being in, but no, no Cano, no Felix. I mean, again, Brandon Hyde pressed buttons and they worked. I guess tonight, if you want to call it that, um, I, I'm just I, every game. I'm more and more impressed by this team. They, they find ways to win. The Mountcastle home run was massive. Again, a guy who's been buried by half the Twitter fan base. Um, 
you know, people want him gone. He almost hit a home run through the fucking wall in center field tonight. So again, things are clicking. Um, and, and people, people haven't talked about this. I know you talked about the O'Hearn home run, but how many times does, does, does Hyde usually switch out O'Hearn for Mountcastle there? And someone asked him that after the game and they said, he's going lefty on lefty. Why didn't you do that? And he said, well, I knew that they were going to bring in another righty down the line. So I wanted to keep, uh, you know, O'Hearn in there. And again, it's like, that's, that's a move that, that he doesn't get credit for. He should get credit for leaving him in because again, I think we all kind of assumed he would take, take him out and put Mountcastle in, but it just seems like everything that, you know, I mean, you want to knock on wood or anything like that injury wise, you know, obviously Mullins and the Hicks thing tonight, but everything is kind of going well for them right now. Things that they need to happen are happening. Balls are dropping. Like it's just something, something is going on. Something is going on. And, and again, this team is, it's not even like 2014 because 2014, I don't know, like that kind of, I don't know, that kind of snuck up on us. This did too, but I don't remember 2014, this team, the team being this fucking good. Like they're just night in night out. Very, very good. So, and, and you talked about the trades are going to come. They got Fujinami who again, it's, he's had a tough two outings, um, you know, to start off and Taylor, we were talking about it, you know, if they can get him right. And here's what Dallas told me. I texted him the night of the trade because obviously Dallas has seen him and he's been around him for the last six months. Dallas had said, if he can throw the fastball for strikes, he's dominant. Uppercase dominant. Split can be gross, but it can't be at 95, 96. It's better at 92 to 93. Cutter slider can be gross, but again, it's based on his fastball being a strike because it's fucking 102. Experiences adrenaline dumps after a big leverage spot, not great in four plus out outings. So, Again, to me, I mean, it sounds like a guy who, once he gets comfortable, is going to be a nice way that you can slot him in right there in the seventh inning um, and, and you know, be the bridge to uh, Cano and, and Bautista. But I, I don't think anyone out there is, like, fine with where the bullpen is now. They need bullpen help. You see it. Um, it, it's, it has to happen. I think that has to be their number one priority going into the trade deadline. I think, you know, I, I, if you're Elias, I think you got to be making calls right now, tonight, tomorrow, you know, in four minutes. I think you're making calls up until Tuesday. But – Again, I mean, this team is is they're playing unreal baseball right now. They just find ways to win every single night. It seems like so. They're rolling. They're rolling. It's it's been a lot of fun, and and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, thanks. What's your Ravens one? Go everybody. Yeah, it's go everybody. Go, go Flacco. Everybody. Go everybody. Yeah, no, everybody's contributing. It's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, like I think even just getting Cowser a couple feel good moments here the last four or five games, even though, like you said, the statistics are just so down that it, they seem like irretrievable. But when you give him a little something like this, like who knows if he continues to contribute, if he continues to stick, seems like with the outfield situation, he'll continue to be up here with the team. But, um, you know, long-term, these are things that he can kind of draw on and, and, and feel like he, he's contributing and being a part of a, a great winning team here. I think the other thing it, we, we get very caught up in some of the bullpen woes and, you know, obviously how the lineup is continued to shuffle. You have to, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't throw out a shout out to the starting pitching. I mean, a, a really a bunch of, for the most part, unheralded guys that had a huge week. I mean, even tonight, you know, Dean Kramer gives you a really quality start. Um, you know, Grayson showed Grayson showed you over, you know, the first four or so innings there, what he can be. I mean, that's on the road in a really big game where, you know, he looked untouchable at times and, and got it, you know, dealt with things in a, in a really good way. Um, Kyle Bradish just kind of continues to do what he does and, you know, took a loss there. The offense didn't give him anything, but gives up two over six innings, gives you a chance to win. 
I mean, they're just doing that. They just have these guys doing this day in and down. It's when you, it's why you get a guy, you know, Gibson, very, very good in game one. Like it's why you get a guy like, you know what I mean? You're like, okay, they're going to figure something out with them. You know, th- there's too much stuff there. They figured it out with pretty much everybody else. It's like, there's too much stuff there for them to not get him to a place where it's at least productive based on how they've, you know, made seemingly everybody better. Um, so great job by those those guys. Yeah, and they're not, you know, yeah, I, you know, does anybody get into like the eighth inning at this point as a starter in Major League Baseball? Not really. So that's why you have to have a great bullpen. But, you know, those guys are doing a fairly good job giving you five to six quality innings every single night. And if they can bring some depth to the staff, they're going to be able to, you know, do some things in the playoffs. But as you said, RT, they absolutely need they absolutely need bullpen help. And Michael Elias knows that. He's at this point pushed pretty much all the right buttons from a personnel standpoint. Um, they've, they've brought up guys at the right time. It'll be interesting to see, <laughs> you know, it's hard to talk about this now on July 24th, but like once they get towards, you know, ALDS game one, like what is the lineup? Are they changing the lineup a lot game to game or do they get really set with kind of the guys they're going to go to war with? Like, does Jordan Westberg become that guy each and every night? Like, do they find a place for him to to play, you know, in the playoffs? Because it feels like when he's in the game, he is doing productive things, but he's not playing every day right now. So that will be that will be a fascinating part to me is do they sort of start to settle on who the defined guys are? But you know, they're just doing a you know, doing a great job all producing. So um, maybe it will be a bit of a rotation as you know, based on matchup or whatever it may be. And I mean, it's a good point. Again, I think they want they'll want a guy like um, they'll want a guy like Frazier in there, who I think has had you know. I mean, he had a big moment in the playoff last year. You kind of need that veteran yeah. guy, and everyone yep. is twenty two years old, so it's like you need you kind of need an adult to supervise somewhere. Um, but going back to you, uh, Banks, you saying the uh, this was the last series was the Gunner coming out party. It reminded me so much of like the Glaber Torres series, where it's just like. You know, like as Oriole fans, we felt that it's been Mookie Betts, it's been Glaber Torres, it was fucking Randall Gritchick for a season, where every game you're like, how is this guy up again? Like, oh, there's another home run. Oh, there's another insane play. Like, so now the Rays fans are kind of getting that, like, oh no, not this guy again. How like we had we had it with Randy for a little bit, you know, and I'm still expecting him to do it this season. But that's what I came away from that series really being like, the Rays are going to be sick and tired of. Not only Gunner, but Felix. But again, they're they're just like this guy. It's 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 basically the Cedric Mullins, like like you know, it's 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 Gunnar Henderson again. It was just all over the field. I I can't get enough of that series and just the Orioles right now as a whole. And and again, the schedule coming up isn't easy, but this win tonight is a nice one to uh to get going. They're only two games behind, two wins behind uh, Atlanta for the most wins in baseball. I, I, I'm running out of th- good things to say. Like, I don't, I don't know how to like describe this team and what they're doing anymore. Say one bad thing about the 2023 Baltimore Orioles. Um, their, their bullpen stinks outside yeah. of, you know, basically <laughs> Felix and a it's little bit of Cano. even, even that has a qualifier. I, yeah, yeah. Th- my, my ears are perked up about Cano. I'll say that. I think everybody's are a little bit. Yeah. I th- he, he's, he just looks like an average pitcher right now. And Ben, Ben talked about it beautifully on the on the uh, broadcast the other night, where he's like, "Look, you can just tell his arm slot is is you know it's not the same that it was last." He looks week. tired. 
Yeah, and and I think all tired. the guys, that's the thing. I think all the guys are tired. I think Tyler Wells is gassed. His um, his what's it called? His um, Command. career high in, in innings uh. was 103. He's he's at like 106 now. He, I mean, the guy's tired. So it's um, I I don't know. It's 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 that that definitely worries me. Same thing, you know. Um, Grayson is going to run into like an innings limit kind of soon. Felix is, you know, he's pitching more than ever. Same thing. Cano is pitching more than ever. So I think all these guys are tired. And that's why I like a start like tonight from Kramer, where you can rest your big guns in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, even though I, I'll, I'm not going to lie, I flirted with the idea of bringing in Felix for one out. I think that would have been fun. Um, that's, can you imagine I, the ball got high if he would have done that? I think, I think in the end, that's a huge appearance for Sino Perez, though. Yes, to, yes. To be able to go in and get that done where you had to do that for your team, you had to be the guy in that spot. They weren't bringing in Cano. They weren't bringing in Batista tonight. You had you had to do it. You had to get it done, and he figured out a way to get it done. And 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 Hyde has really been singing his praises. I don't know if you guys watched the, the postgame. I t- no, you know what, Taylor? We've talked about this. We but did. People, if you're not watching the the, the postgame, they, they do a great job getting in there now. And, again, it's kind of yep. like after the All-Star break. They flipped it where they were always doing the, um, the, 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 the high press conference. But again, I feel like you're hearing a lot more from Perez and Cowser. They're getting in the locker room more. They're doing a better, they're, they've, I, maybe I was never watching the post game. So I, I'll be corrected. They, they put Masson put a shift in, in a road series. They didn't have the pre, the pre, the post game or pregame hosted from Camden yards. They, you know, they did everything from the trap. They brought you into a player interview and into Hyde's, presser i you know props to them at least they did that for the thursday game i had other things to do so i didn't watch post game for most of the other ones but um props to them and i think brandon hyde's interesting to listen to for the most part and i think the players are interesting to listen to and you know you can go out and you know go to your you know beat reporters of of that you want to get some of that stuff as well but it's fun to just kind of watch the you know the unedited you know versions of those things so Good for Masson, you know, love praising Matt. And I can I say this as, as well? You know, Jim Palmer's great, and I love listening to Jim Palmer game to game. Kevin Brown and Ben McDonald are fantastic. And I may just be biased towards Ben McDonald because he does so much college baseball, and I love him on college baseball. I think he's fantastic. They're really good right now, and they have great chemistry. And McDonald really breaks down pitching in a very digestible way, I think, for the casual fan. Um, and, you know, obviously we've sung Kevin Brown's praises all year and for two years. He's tremendous. Um, they're really, really good um, and called this series very, very well. So I think Masson put a product out there from a, a, from a talent perspective um that w- i thought was that was fantastic those guys called those games with the exact intensity and excitement that you would that i think you would have wanted going in um so positive take positive meal math my one bad thing that i would say is you know they're getting it done but the offense is not exactly you know firing on all cylinders and, and you you're, you're playing at you're playing in Tampa against that staff with those starting pitchers. You're not winning those games, you know, 10 to eight. I, I totally understand that, but they've still got to figure out some of the bottom of the lineup. Mateo had the big double. He's really doing nothing else. Um, you know, as we talked about, Kowser has the big hit tonight. The numbers besides that really aren't there. Um, you know, now Hicks goes down, you've lost Mullins. So how does that shuffle the outfield? And um, you would still, I think, like to have a little bit more production one to nine, but you know, or, you know, maybe at the bottom half of the lineup, but I'm splitting hairs a little bit to find something negative to say. 
Um, and when those guys needed to get big hits, they did. You know, James McCann, that's a huge hit. I mean, that's a gigantic hit. And a guy, you know, you're like, oh, my God, why is this guy in the game? They, You know, they Adley can't catch every day. Now, you know, you have McCann and um, gets a big hit. But I, I, think, I, think, I think they would probably like that to be a little bit more of a murderer's – not a murderer's row, but a little bit more consistent at the bottom half of the lineup. The lineup still gets shuffled a fair amount, so. Any other anything else as we you know obviously have this Philly series and then um, obviously the big one is this weekend talking about talking about Yankees Orioles over three games but a big week huge week um, I'm just sitting here trying to think of my one bad thing and I think you guys pretty much covered it yeah um, Defe- by the way defensively they also continue to be awesome the plays yeah. at third base I don't know if- Danny out of the ear out of the inning, but the first two outs was incredible. I mean, it's I, I I still again I can't get over the gunner plays. I've watched those randomly like the last three nights, just just watching them. I don't think that the double play ball on Thursday has been getting given the credit it deserves. The, the throw. gunner gunner. I mean that that was a bang bang play at first to finish that game, and mm-hmm. and gunner just absolutely roped that across. I think a lot of short stops maybe fall on the wrong side of that in terms of getting it over there in time. He's special. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's a special. Yeah, he's, he's a hell of a player. Offensively, it still doesn't feel like he's, you know, hit, press the pedal all the way down. Like, he's, you know, obviously gotten it back together from a tough start. And once again, I'll throw some praise to us for keeping everybody calm on that. There was no reason to overreact about Gunnar Henderson. And you're seeing why. But there's still another gear offensively there, which is crazy. <clears throat> um, Considering the impact he's making game to game. And so... And also, I mean, Adley isn't even Adley's like not playing well at all right now. Like, no, his his bat. I, they showed. I think it was before last night's game or yesterday's game, like last fifteen, you know, games or something like that. He's batting like two sixty, two seventy. Has like seven RBIs. Like I think an OPS of like six seven hundred maybe. Um, they ha- obviously had him compared to Gunner, and it's like that's not fair. But again, I mean, he's in a little bit of a slump, and they're still winning all of these games. Like it's. I mean, he had the big double to start it off on Sunday. He had the RBI after Gunner's, you know, hair on fire triple. So he, he's still, I mean, he's hitting, but he's not hitting like he was earlier in the year. And I, I think you would, you would assume that that, that bat is going to get hot sometime soon. And again, when that happens, it's like, Oh, well, good luck. You know, have, have, have fun finding it out in the front, you know, front five or six of this lineup. But yeah, it's, 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 it's awesome right now. And again, you just, you knock on wood and you hope that Hicks isn't too hurt because you, you've, you kind of just need all the bodies you can get. I know Mullins hit a home run in batting practice today, which has to be a good sign. I know he's not running, but that that's obviously the big thing. But yeah, getting him back is going to be huge. That's good. He's going to come back, and you're that's going to be a perfect time probably for that infusion. As some of these guys, some of these younger guys that just haven't played this much baseball, like Adley's just played so much baseball, more baseball than he's ever played. And that's the crazy part is remembering like obviously they're young and you have the young legs, so they're going to you know get it together. But you know these guys haven't played this deep into a season. Um, so, you know, there's going to be those, those little slumps looking at the schedule. Um, obviously Phillies, then Yankees, and they go to Toronto, which is another huge series. Um, you hope that you can kind of not coast because the Mets have a lot of talent, but, you know, figure out a way to, to kind of get through the Mets who are under 500. And then they go, then they host the Astros and then fly to Seattle and play the Mariners. And then we're going to have. What will be so interesting is when they – this will be a fun series. When they go to San Diego in the middle of August with Machado out there with Gunner playing third base as he's playing third base, that'll just be 
that'll just be some fun nostalgia as the the Padres haven't really gotten it together and are trending towards it, not making the playoffs. Who knows? Who knows if there are some guys on that team who are on this team now? I mean, the the news today was like you know the the, the Padres may be willing to listen to Hader and Snell, who I think you know those names immediately caught Orioles fans you know eyes, and they were like, oh, we have to do it. You know, we let's do this. And yeah, oh, can I say this? This like new MLB trade machine. I'm sure you guys have seen it and all that. I know Utah Street was messing around with it today. It's a, it's like the trade uh, thing in, for the NBA. The NBA, NBA trade machine, yeah. This thing is they had a trade of Connor Norby, Utah Street. And I love the guys at Utah Street. And this isn't on them. This is just the program. There was a trade that said the Cubs, like the value of the, the players was equal. It was Connor Norby and Kyle Stowers for um, Marcus Stroman and, oh, who else? It wasn't Belly. It was somebody else. And I was like, what, what is going on here? Like, this isn't even close to like a realistic, it's like when you turn off the trades in, in Madden and you just, you, you know, you used to get everybody. But I don't know, you know, again, Hater is a name that, that a lot of people want. Um, that would be a hell of a, a piece to, to get in the, uh, <clears throat> to get in that bullpen. And I, I don't know. I mean, again, it, it, that could be a very different looking Padres team. And I fully expect it to be a very different looking Orioles team when they head out there uh, in a, in a, in a couple of weeks. And again, hopefully let's, uh... Oh yeah. See, it says same thing. The expected, the total value Norby and Stowers is 11.6 Orioles get uh, Josh Hader and Blake Snell. For, and because their, their total value is a 10, 10. I don't even know what that means. Like there's no way that's a trade that's happening. Even with the money that gets, Oh, it was Bellinger and Stroman too for Norby and Stowers. So I don't know where this where this website is coming up with that, but I'm not buying this. But if if they want to go through, then yeah, let's make it happen. But that's all I have. Yeah the 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 NBA trade machine also just essentially is like you just are <laughs> matching salaries. I mean that's yeah. that's that's the thing it allows you to do is just like make sure the salary fits because salary has to go like exactly in the NBA or whatever. Um, yeah, great stuff. Orioles get another win tonight, as you said, RDT. They've been fantastic after you know the sweep right before the All Star break and since the All Star break. You know, other than the the brief stub of the toe against the Dodgers, they've they've you know proven themselves as one of the best teams in baseball, and and this continues to be an incredible ride. And hopefully, it does not you know stop with the good vibes anytime soon. I'm assuming before we get towards the playoffs, there will be some sort of rut that we have to go in and talk about. But at this point, if you if you're an Orioles fan and you're not or, or anyone in Baltimore was lapsed. I hope that you're allowing yourself to kind of come back on the train here because this is very, very fun. Can I bring, can I bring something else up real quick? Absolutely. And I, I got a shout out at Marilyn Dave who brought this up to me. He said, I'm not trying to have people lose their minds, but there's a massive problem. If the playoffs, if they win the division and the playoffs start on October 7th with the home game, October 7th at M&T is Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks. What what do you do there? You would assume Fuck that they just move it around, right? Like the Orioles game, obviously not the concert. You can't do that. Well, but. they there's usually like a twelve thirty five. Yeah, the, the Orioles will probably play during the day. That's what I was assuming, and but I get the Orioles are going to play during the day because the Orioles are not going to be the marquee game in any in any post. I, don't, I mean, unless they're playing somebody, uh, maybe. I don't look at the, they're look fucking at the hot right now, game. man. No, no, no. I agree. But I'm saying if you're looking at from like, a, I mean, it depends on who's in the playoffs. 
but that's, that's the thing. So look, they're it, so it, marketable it, right now. I feel like you're already an, you're already an East Coast team, so you're already trending towards being one of the teams they choose to play early. That that's the other thing. So if it's one day where there's a conflict, and TV puts them at one, they could play at one. For sure. But also, but I, I, can I can I just say this? Screw Billy Joel and Stevie. I mean, who? I mean, get. I mean, see ya. Like, who cares? like cancel, cancel who the cares? show. Cancel the show. I don't know what they'll do. That'll be what's it? We right don't now, even know that those two are gonna make it to October. Wow. Ooh, who's who's alive? <laughs> Dead or alive? Yikes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll, but if it's say it's ALDS and right now what the Rays are the four seeds. So if the Rays won, they'd play. You know, they'd play the Orioles. That's a game Major League Baseball puts on at one o'clock. I mean. But again, if 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 the division the winners also have a precedent of playing those games during the day, they've been a day game. young game. They've yeah, been the a Delman, day yeah. game yeah, you're in, right. the, in the in the middle of the week. So which I I think I think it's the best vibe. Oh, I also do. Oh. I think I think yeah, the, you, day, the day game early in the playoffs is sensational. In my, I opinion. don't eat, like. Of course, the play was was so iconic. It was a great comeback and everything. But I feel like the energy because I went to a good handful of those games and and on that playoff run. I feel like the energy of that game was the highest at first pitch in the third inning, the fifth inning. Like, oh God, what a what a magical day! I but and and you know it's you know it's a shame. Again, we talk the night game. I mean, the night before when they smoked Scherzer, that game was unbelievable too. Like the crowd. I mean, everything about it. The home run. They they hit like th- two or three home runs. I think they smoked them, but. Just get me to the playoffs. I, th- I think I think that's that's the thing. That that's I think you know. I, what was it? Fangraphs had him at like three point five percent to win the World Series, which is it's not bad. I mean, it's not. I take three point five percent right now. Yeah, hundred well, percent. Um, and then I think to make the playoffs, they were like eighty eight or eighty nine percent. So, I, you know, I I don't know. They're they're a wagon. Now we go. That's all I can say. I mean, I'm very excited for this weekend too. I'm I am, I am like. This week and last in like the weekend, I was literally being like, I want them to come home so bad. Like, I want to, I want to go to Camden Yards right now. I just, I need to go. Like, I'm itching myself. Like Tyrone Bigums. Like, I'm like debating on like, is it worth it flying down on Saturday to go to that game and then flying back Saturday night? Like, it was like we need, we need. I just need Oriole baseball right now. So I'm, it's gonna I'm be excited. electric. It's I cannot so wait. Fucking hot this weekend too. I cannot Did you wait see that day in there. In there, it's gonna be so hot. It's gonna be so hot. It, it, Pickles, pickles! If you're listening, we gotta fix the AC. We well, gotta fix they, the AC. They, they might need misters outside too. They might have to invest they, in misters. Why? If only we knew someone who had like an oh. end with pickles, and we could like get in their ear. They also yeah. they pickles has to fix the sign out front. Orioles, we coming? <laughs> awful! It's awful. It is fucking awful. Got to change it. Some things to work on. Uh, gentlemen, that's enough for this, uh, this week's episode, a high vibes podcast for the fellows. Um, I'm sorry to break up the bad time, but I was just notified my 2024 master's ticket application was, uh, not selected. Mm. It just happened in real time. Yes. It's always good. That perspective. Bring me back down a little bit to earth. It's okay. Yeah, well, you got yeah, we'll the you got it. the live reaction of the win, and then you got the live reaction of live reaction of one of the great one of the great L's. Pretty much everybody in the country takes every year. <laughs> Not yeah, how many that. other people just got that email going? Ah, shit. a million, <laughs> millions and millions. Um, oh. we will 
potentially be back later in the week with a more full pod. Uh, we'll check with the Yankees. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe Jimbo got him. Um, and normal segments as we roll through. Uh, make sure to go back and listen to our last couple of podcasts. Some good Orioles talk there. Some good segments as well. Next week, trade deadline Tuesday. Um, probably going to do a live happy hour um, as the trade deadline comes to an end post-trade deadline where we can figure out the timing there. A um, little bit similar to our Lamar Jackson emergency pod. Going to have people kind of come in and out and, and analyze what happens there. You'd think the Orioles will make some sort of move um, to talk about. And if they don't make a move, that is also worth talking about because that will be kind of the roster set for the rest of the year. They're going to um, be like 30 games above 500, and there are going to be people being like, the Orioles are an unserious baseball team. That's the thing now to say, unserious. Yeah, absolutely losing mm. your minds. So we have that coming as well. And who knows if, if the Orioles like sweep the Yankees or something, we need to be back for an instant analysis. It's on Sunday night. I, I after Sunday night baseball, I think that's not out of, totally yeah. out of the question. Taylor. I mean, if it's getting out of hand on Saturday, we could just go live from the center field bar. We might. <laughs> that would be, that would be, we might, incredible. that honestly wouldn't be a bad idea. I'm, I'm in for that. I will, we'll, we'll figure out the, the, what it takes to get that done. Um, Make sure to follow everybody on Twitter. Go everybody. Follow everybody. Uh, at Barstool Banks, at E-D-I-T-T-I-22, at Taylor Smith 10, at Jake Luke, L-O-U-Q-U-E. I have a problem spelling Jake's name pretty much every time I do it. And then the couple of times I just get it wrong right in front of him. Um, and then you can follow Spenny at Ravens for Dummies. That's the number four between Ravens and Dummies. Exit 52 podcast, all of our social media channels. Um, everyone, by the way, RDT's had some tweets pop off. Man account has. Spenny has. So appreciate everyone's support on social for everybody's, for all the content everybody's doing. Very, very good stuff. Um, RDT, do you have any other Orioles things you want to, you want to get off your chest here before we get out of here? Any other things you're hosting? Um, any other, you know, the other Pied Piper of Orioles Twitter? Any other things you're doing? Um, I'm riding with someone in the Jimmy's golf tournament tomorrow, but I don't want to say it publicly in case it doesn't happen. It could be Jerry Coleman. We don't know. There, there's a chance it's Jerry Coleman now. So, there you um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying take, to think. Take, I don't, take that for what you will. I don't know. Is there, is there something I'm missing? I don't know. No, it's, no. Again, it's, you're all. You I'm, always. I'm I always. Like, I always open it up to you because you always have. You always have things percolating, so it, it always makes sense to to give you the chance to let it fly. Is it? Are you riding with Bobby Trossett, Maybe. No. No. <laughs> Not, not Bob. That'd not be sick. Bob. This guy's a little, a little bigger than Bob. Stature, followers. I don't know. We'll see. We'll t- tune in. Maybe, maybe I'll go live on an Instagram. Tune in. Tune like into that. RDT space as you should I always think, be doing during our Orioles season. I think Bob lifts, bro. Yeah, but he's not six three, like two ten, okay. two twenty, playing like a. I know for a fact Bob goes to the while, gym. Like, so popping, popping bubbles. I hope he listens to this. I love you, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, thanks to all of our, thanks to all of our sponsors. Um, Jimmy seafood, um, black eyed Susan spice company, fed thrill sunglasses. God put the fed thrills on. It's at the yard this weekend in the hundred degree heat. Um, Go Orioles. Go everybody. God in training camps about to start. What a run. We, we, we may have, coming down the stretch here we may go separate Orioles Ravens pods so that that could be that's potentially on the horizon because there's just too much too much content kind of to contain in one show but stay tuned we'll see you next time on the exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood <laughs>